And the more granular you can get with it, looking at a product level and then overlaying that with overall business goals and even being able to possibly split out business goals based on the individual products, that's where you start being able to really impact, uh, I think, client accounts. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellerud from Ad Advance. And today, I'm super excited to be joined with Elizabeth Green. Elizabeth, thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I was really stoked when you reached out. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Awesome to have you on. And Elizabeth has been on the podcast before. In the previous episode with Elizabeth, we talked through bulk sheets and all that good stuff. So make sure you go back. You can go and check that out. But for people who didn't get to hear that episode, maybe go through and outline, like kind of give us a quick background on your experience within Amazon. Yeah, definitely. So I am one of the co-founders of an Amazon advertising agency called Jungler. So we help sellers. If you need help managing your ads, we can help with that. Yeah, I mean, backstory, we've been in this space for a little over three years now. Um, Definitely growing as the Amazon advertising space grows as well. So we've been able just to kind of enjoy, you know, growing along with the platform, the team, being able to explore all of the new up and coming options. I think the newest thing that was like a big hubbub when we first got into it was like all the different targeting types being split out in autos. And that seems like a lifetime ago. So there's, there's been a lot. Sure. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I, I love your take on just kind of how you look at the Amazon space as a whole. Um, and so one of the things that we wanted to talk about on the episode today is just really talking through how we evaluate performance overall. We get to look at a lot of accounts. You get to look at a lot of accounts and screen them and really determine like what's a successful campaign look like or a successful strategy look like or what's good performance. And so that's kind of what I wanted to focus on today is like when you start digging into accounts, like what's some key things that you're looking at and how do you frame up success overall or if a campaign or an account is starting in a good spot or a bad spot? Yeah. So I think there's some definite benchmarks that can, you know, kind of overarchingly be applied to most accounts. I would say that's definitely one of them is conversion rates. Like if you have products that just don't convert, I don't care how much traffic you give them, you're not going to get good performance out of those, typically speaking. Another thing that we will probably evaluate, one thing I've been looking at a lot that gives me context for how important the ads are to the account is what I've defined as ad sale percentage, like a Basically, it's the reliance of the account on the ads. So you basically take your um, ad sales divided by total sales, and it just gives you a benchmark. I don't think, uh, yeah, if you got 100% of your total sales coming from the ads, like that's probably like either you're in the very first few days of a launch phase or something's really, really wrong. But what I find by at least going in eyes wide open to a new account, this lets me know, hey, if I make drastic changes on the ad side, how much impact is that going to have on total sales? So that's something I've been becoming, 
it was always something we tracked, but I'm becoming more and more aware of it as the ads get more and more competitive. And we have a lot more clients saying, Hey, we need to meet like these lower numbers. The market just naturally is increasing cost per clicks. And so oftentimes that can result in higher a cost numbers and maybe, you know, where we, where we're kind of trending to is not where we want to be. So we need to bring that down. But as we bring that down, that just naturally means lowering bids, which means getting less aggressive, which can mean lower rankings. So you can kind of, end up with this snowball effect if you're just not aware. So I find that the, the more um, reliant we are on the ads, just the more of a, of a tightrope it is to walk as we try and walk back the account onto like a more stable place, I would say. Sure. Sure. And, and so if you're looking at an account, like for somebody who is listening, like I, I know it depends on the category and the products and everything else like that. But like, what is it? What is a total advertised cost of sales or total tacos that you like to shoot for? And then maybe just walk through some other nuances that you kind of look into when you're determining if this is good or bad, or we need to get the tacos down or this is acceptable. Yeah. So I find the more relative you can get, the more you're going to be able to add context to what you're targeting. So if you're a seller and you say like, Hey, I need to hit 10% tacos and like 25% a cost. If my question was like, okay, why are these our targets? If it's like, Oh, somebody else told me that that's what I need to be hitting. It's like, well, Maybe, but maybe not. So I think one thing we we always ask clients is like, hey, what are your margins? If we can get margins on a product level, that's even better. I find the more savvy the sellers are, the more they're taking a look at things on a per product level versus overall account levels. The larger your account gets, the more, I would say, difficult this can be because you just you have so many different SKUs. And But I still think there's a lot of validity and at least, you know, minimum every quarter or so, I would say going in and like evaluating, okay, how are these products? How are these groupings doing? Because you can have one product that's a hero product that is kind of propping up your entire account. And then you can end up with a whole bunch of other products that are just running very unprofitably in the ads as well as like in the organic. And either you need to like, maybe those products need an update because the conversion rates aren't that great. There's normally some sort of underlying issues, but if you don't ever take a look at that and like really dig into the accounts, you can end up with like a whole bunch of things just kind of hiding there that if you actually took a look, you would realize that aren't running as well. Um, and that can definitely help overall, I would say account health. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I love your approach to on taking it down to a product by product level from the you know, if, if we look at the account as a whole, like you said, there could be some hero products that are making the overall advertising metrics look really good. But at the same time, there could be a ton of products that are actually eating the profits from those hero products. And so I love the approach of really taking it down to a product by product level when you're evaluating overall performance versus just looking at account health as a whole, because those hero products can really mask some underlying issues. Yeah, I, I think why a lot of people don't take it down to the product level is because it's very difficult. Like it's, it's no small feat sure. to aggregate all of the data needed to really be able to tell the true story because uh, while you can, if you have good naming structures, perhaps look at the, 
like just kind of what campaigns are advertising. Like there's a lot of people who will put the ASINs in the campaign name, or you might put the SKUs, you might put a specific like naming tag for a product set. And while you can do like a search and just see like, okay, these are performing like this, that should be overlaid with like overall performance data, which you would get like oftentimes in business reports, you would want to take a look at go say, so how is my like organic conversion rate trending? How are my sessions trending? Like, am I, you know, I pulled back on ads Am I more profitable, but has that been translated to like less visibility for the products overall? So I mean, as we talk through data, like it's very, I would say beneficial to like just layer in these other sets, layering in inventory, you know? So if you have a product or you have some fluctuations in ranking or other things, especially on variation listings, we actually have quite a few, we've just ended up with quite a few clothing brands, which kind of create their own issues because as like sizes go out of stock as you know the best selling colors go out of stock you're left with like maybe the less converters or maybe there's a specific style that you're advertising but that one just doesn't have all of the sizes in stock so it might be better to advertise the one that so if someone lands on it at least they have a full choice depending on what size they need so there's there's lots of things to navigate and overlay when you're looking at things at a product level so i do recognize that that comes with its own set of just tricky and trickiness really. But I still think it's, if you really want to get a feel for how your account's trending, as well as how you can kind of move towards better overall account health, that's really how you should be looking at it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And are there any tools that you're using? I, I know you love digging into spreadsheets and everything else like that. So how are you breaking down performance on like a product by product level? Yeah, so we had built our own in-house solutions, mainly off of a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of you know pivot tables, manipulations. I had looked into a lot of different tools. There's some really great tools out there. I know some, I think some of the sellers or other agencies I've talked to have maybe sometimes we'll get access to our clients' tools. Like oftentimes they're using some sort of profit tool and they'll give us access to it. But we just recently officially onboarded with a software provider called KPOC. I didn't even know who they were in this space and I demoed the software and I'm like, this is amazing. So now we're actually able to overlay like inventory conversion rate stats and ad stats, sessions, like every single thing. And it's broken down into a skew level. And they have some really amazing capabilities to like slice and dice um, and get insights into, you know, where do we have, what are we advertising that has low inventory? Because that has been, for a lot of us agencies, we're just kind of incumbent upon the sellers to inform us like, hey, our best seller's going out of stock or something's going out of stock. I've been realizing like there's so many things outside of the levers that I pull that actually affect what we do and help us better. I guess you could just say, have a better lens to view like what number trends we're seeing. Um, And so I've been like working on, you know, trying to myself come up with better ways for us, you know, just for the team to be able to not have to spend, you know, two hours, three hours, four hours, like, okay, so this is happening with one, this one product. Like, what is it? Let's go check BSR. Let's go check conversion rate trends. Let's go check inventory. Like, let's check the competition. Is everyone running coupons? Like there's so many different things that you can go through and troubleshoot like reviews. You get, you get a negative review. Even if you have an old one-star review that gets voted to the top of your list, that can affect your conversion rate numbers. So it's not just noticing the trends in 
like conversion rate numbers, it's okay. So why, why did we increase the price? Did we, our coupon run out? Like there's, there's a lot of different things. And so I'm definitely really excited for our team, you know, to just keep digging into the tool. I find, um, as we've started to use it for me to answer those questions, what happened? I've been, I've been using that tool a lot, so I'm pretty stoked. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And a ton of great insights, like you were saying there too, as you're digging into different accounts and, you know, as, as you get to look at different new account performance for say new clients that you want to sign on, like, are there any key opportunities that you typically see that you feel like people are underutilizing right now or any key focus areas that you always are able to increase performance after you take over the account? Yeah, definitely. So one big thing is, I mean, trying to think what we overall definitely we look at like ad sale percentages just to give an idea of kind of like what we're getting into like i said looking at overall trends in like a cost and total a cost i think it's pretty normal to look at the other thing we'll look at is like just the amount of data that's not being used in the account i think that's another common thing to look at like hey we we paid for a lot of data and we've gotten a lot of feedback on it but we're not fully utilizing that and then um it's very common again to take what you're using inside of sponsored products and then see if that's even been attempted to be tested in like other ad types as well. So that's something we look into heavily. And then again, those data points are something that everybody should be looking in, but as you gain more and more products in the account, that's harder and harder to really dig out on the level. Cause what you should be doing is looking at what pro you know, what, what search terms are converting for a specific product and then translating it to additional ads in that specific product. Again, that can be tedious to pull out. I think we have good systems for that, but for sellers, I do recognize that that's a, that's a pain point once you get up into like, you know, 150, even a thousand SKUs. Um, at some point it's completely overwhelming. Um, but that's definitely something that I feel like is really good for our clients. And then uh, just taking a look at the the current structure. So we typically go through and evaluate like the top couple hero products and then what are, what is being done for that? Like how well is that built out? Because as a product matures, you should get a more and more sophisticated um, sort of campaign structure, like, you know, specifically calling out like more like long tail keywords or things or keywords that are converting very well for the product. And they're sort of, you know, helping to maintain ranking, you know, how are we doing on budgets for those? Are we ranking on those? Has that slipped? There's, I mean, there's always, I would say there's always something to be done in accounts because there's, you know, you should be always testing some things and you should always be, yeah, just kind of evaluating, reevaluating the performance on a constant basis. And then just, you know, even, we do a lot of internal evaluations for the account managers. Like it's, it's upon them to like a couple times a week, go in, check, watch our trends. And then another couple times a month, we're doing like a complete reevaluation of strategy. So yeah, there's, there's always, there's always something to be found in accounts, but I would say that those are some of the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I love your focus on constantly testing as we're going. Like the, the landscape is constantly changing. New features are constantly coming out. Product performance changes as you get better or worse reviews or you have new competitors in the space. Bids are going up and down. And so there, there's so many different items that, that are changing overall that I love that approach and definitely agree. We always have to be testing new items or we're going to get left in the dust by those who are. Also love the perspective 
perspective on, you know, looking at sponsored products and then seeing are there different areas where we can cross utilize different targets, either sponsored brands or sponsored display. Lots of good stuff there. And so, yeah, like you said, I, I think it's the, the constant movement and making sure we're testing. But then I also love your perspective on taking a step back, you know, on a little longer time periods and then making sure that the overall strategy makes sense, not just focusing on the, the execution of the day to day, but taking that step back and looking at that longer viewpoint overall, because advertising is just one piece of our overall seller accounts. Yeah. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And I think I neglected to mention it when we first got into talking about strategy. But a big thing is to know like what you need to do Um, because different clients are actually going to have different objectives. And I think it's important for us to take that into account when we're doing strategy. I mean, it'd be very easy for us to go in and just take a look at nothing else but like business reports and the ad console and say, oh my goodness, there is so much potential here. Like we really need to push this product. We've slipped in rankings. We see like the ability to gain like more overall total sales numbers. And so we would build out maybe a more aggressive strategy for that one. But if we neglect to consult the client on what they're looking to do, we might miss the piece that like, Hey, their shipping costs have gone up and their margins are lower. And so at this point, they just, it doesn't make sense for them and their business to push that particular product more aggressively. Even though, again, if we're just looking at potential in business reports or in the market, we may come up with something that's completely different. So while like we're definitely, I would say full service in the fact that, you know, give us a product and we'll advertise it. I don't feel like the client should be direct, have to go in and like do keyword research and say, oh, we need to run this. Oh, there's this new ad type. Like that's our job to bring that. That being said, we definitely need to make sure that we're not discounting their insights into just their overall business goals when we go about and build ads. Yep. Yep. And and I think that's one key piece that some people miss is just feeling that every business should get fit into this one size fits all box. And there's so many different items that you need to take into account outside of the advertising before you, you truly identify what the opportunities are, whether it's margin, whether it's inventory constraints, whether they're going to have to increase price in the next couple of weeks to um, make up for the increased shipping costs. There's so many different pieces that like you were saying, if you don't take those into account, the strategies that we could implement may have no impact or could actually be detrimental based off of where they're sitting. And so, yeah, I love that perspective. You got to start with the business as a whole and get get everybody's feedback on, you know, what are the key goals for advertising and start from that point. Yeah, definitely. And I'm bringing you back to looking at things on a product level. You will have specific products that have better margins, or you might have one variation that has better margins. And so, you know, the the more, again, the more granular you can get with it, looking at a product level and then overlaying that with like overall business goals and even being able to possibly split out business goals based on the individual products. That's where you start being able to really impact, uh, I think, client accounts and because putting together those readouts and those overlays, again, it's very tedious. Like, let's let's be honest, like all of those who have sat with like four different spreadsheets and trying to put them all together and then, you know, kind of read trends and numbers and be able to like put that in a way that 
is easy to read because all of us can look at a large spreadsheet and get lost and not even be able to understand what's even going on just because there's so many numbers and data points to look at. So if we can provide those insights and be able to like synthesize it and articulate like what's going on with this product, what's going on with this product, and then how have things changed on your end? And then us being able to kind of guide strategy to be able to fit whatever individual product goals. Again, it, it means that we have a lot of work to do, but if that's where the best results are going to be for accounts, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, part of our job is being translators to take the numbers, these abstract numbers that show up on a spreadsheet, and then be able to tie that back into what those key goals are and understand if what we're doing truly makes sense. Is it feeding the business or is it detracting from the business? And hopefully it's feeding the business. And yeah, totally, totally get that. And I, I love that too, because it's just the, the amount of data that's now available, it can be overwhelming. And so what's the key pieces? What's the story that goes behind that? It's a it's a critical piece that agencies like yours and ours can can help provide. Yeah, so exactly. I'm curious on upcoming like what what's your what's what's key things that are on your radar going forward for Amazon advertising with everything changing like are there any key updates that you expect or key changes or key focus areas or opportunity areas that that you're looking into? I think so. I mean, a lot of things are the same and a lot of things change. Like OG ranking is still exact match product targeting. I, I don't know if that will 100% change. Not that I'm not, not product targeting, sponsored products. My bad, misspoke. I don't think, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Not that I discount any other match types or any other ad types. Like there's, there's validity to everything we run and there's validity to going very wide with your account as things get more competitive. That being said, I think what we've been trending to is not necessarily, um, specific builds because I don't think like you can build an exact match campaign. I can build in an exact match campaign. But what I've seen in trends is, is taking a look or being more specific or more conscientious about what we're actually targeting, like what keywords we're targeting, what we're going after. And to me, it's going to be the people who can kind of read into the numbers and then make a determination because as cost per clicks go up, Top of search is just going to get more competitive, but top and search is getting more valuable because of how everything's getting really saturated. So it's going to be, I think, more a matter of picking your targets and being able to read the numbers and determine, is there an upside in this? Because I always tell clients or anyone asking me, like, there has to be a long-term upside. If we're losing money on top of search ranking campaigns, but we're maintaining ranking and we can correlate that with increases in total sales numbers and our total ACOS numbers are steady, then it makes sense for us long-term to run this strategy. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you run that and then total ACOS numbers increase. And it's not that you shouldn't have done that test or there's anything wrong with it. Like you definitely should test it, 
but maybe profitability long-term, there's just no long-term upside to this. Even if we maintain rankings, even if we you know, maintain increased total sales volume, we're just not seeing the profits that make this sustainable. And then at that point, maybe we need to pivot to find different targets. So I think it's going to be more, again, like you said, data, being able to read it, getting more and more savvy about what's working and what's not working. And again, the more incremental you can get with that, the more you can kind of wrap your head around these larger accounts and really dig into specific products. I think that's where you're going to be able to get a leg up. I love it. I love it. Well, Elizabeth, always, always love your perspective. And for those who want to connect with you, find out more about you, where should they go? Yeah, definitely. So uh, if you just want to follow content or see what I'm on about, LinkedIn is the best place for that. I put up the most content there. And then as far as working with us, if you just want to check us out, you can go to the website, which is jungler, J-U-N-G-L-R.com. There is a call form at the bottom. Um, You can actually get in touch with me personally and we'll see if we're a good fit. That's awesome. Yep. So definitely check out Elizabeth. Make sure you're following her content. She puts out a lot of awesome stuff. So yeah, Elizabeth, again, thanks for joining the podcast. And for everybody else who's listening, appreciate you listening to the Ad Project podcast again. Um, As always, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.